Welcome to DC Chi Alpha's Better Wherever podcast, where we are better together wherever, whatever the weather, whether we're together or not. My name is Jolene. I'm here with Blaine and Dan, and I have a question for you guys. Why right, let's get this started? Why do people not trust stairs? Mm. It's a pun. Mm-hmm. Why do people not trust stairs? I don't know. I, I trust stairs. <laughs> I, the only thing I could think of was like Escalette, which has nothing to do with the question. No, no, that's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> gotta hold on yeah. to the railing. I'll, I'll trust them even more. Right, right. That's true. That's funny. Um, the reason why people don't trust stairs is because they're always up to something. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Love it. Perfect. I thought that was a good one. So they good. They wow. are. Well, like I said, I'm here with Blaine and Dan, and we are continuing our Staff on Staff series, but today it's Staff on Staff on Staff, because we got all three of us here, and so uh, we're just going to be talking, hearing a little bit about each other's stories, our passions, and hopefully you will get to know us a little bit better than you already do by the end of this episode. So stay tuned for this episode of Better Wherever. Like I said, it's staff on staff on staff. Uh, me, Blaine, and Dan. And um, yeah, we're just going to kind of ask each other some questions. And hopefully, if you don't know us or you've never met us, hopefully, this gives you some insight into kind of who we are. And maybe you do know us really well, but hopefully, you learn maybe a couple things about us that you didn't already know. So, um, yeah, I don't know, Dan, you can kick us off. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, your Chi Alpha story, how you got involved with Chi Alpha, even as a student first, mm. and then how that eventually led you to end up on staff. Yeah. Um, let us know how you got here. Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I like that. First of all, just a uh, kickoff. I, that, that was just, that was a good setup. Um, yeah, yeah. A little foreshadowing there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, for those of you that don't know, name's Daniel. I'm a... Uh, Currently on staff, give a year at American University. Um, it's kind of an interesting road how I got involved. Um, well, I first like came to um, American University. Um, well, I wanted to go to school in DC. Um, like many students, I was semi-interested in studying political science. Mm-hmm. Um, little did I, I mean, I was, you know, I was following that like crazy 2016 election. Um, and little did I know that, like, I think just being around politics made me realize, like, I don't know if I actually want to be involved in this, Mm, uh, um, but it was that coupled with the fact that, um, I also wanted to play on the soccer team at the school. Um, I knew the coach as I came in as a student, um, it was big kind of like life goal of mine. Um, and, uh, you know, Christianity was kind of something like on my mind, like I, um, you know, went to the church, you know, uh, went to church um, back on Long Island, um, you know, fairly often, but then, of course, as, you know, playing, you know, soccer, you, you have tournaments, you have league games that often fall on like Sundays and take up like Mm -hmm. the entire Mm -hmm. weekend. Um, So, you know, I was dodgy in terms of my like attendance at Mm. best, and I wasn't really involved, like pretty much like outside of like going on like Sundays and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but like really it was like my senior year of high school I started to like 
I, I was like injured and like I started to like kind of like ask myself like the big questions and like ask myself like oh what should my relationship like be with my faith especially as I enter college and all that um so I didn't really know what like campus ministries were like at all mm -hmm. like I was kind of like in the mindset like oh maybe I'll get involved in like a Christian club or like a group mm -hmm. of some yeah. kind where I like I could feel an like, acapella like, group that sings only hymns <laughs> <laughs> I mean and the group name is called hymns for him wow that's wow. actually pretty good that that's yeah yeah you should yeah Pray on that put a pen on that New New outreach opportunity. I'm just trying to off an acapella group. That'd be kind of cool, Boom. actually. Hymns <laughs> for him. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so I was like, um, I kind of wanted to, I was like, oh, it would be nice if like a Christian community was like one of my communities, like while I was at in school, like I would have like my, my in my head, I was like, oh, I'll have my soccer community. I'll have like the people in my classes. I'll have like my Christian community. Like it'll be like a you know different communities onto itself which is you know not not totally bad i guess in, in terms of my thinking um and so when i first heard of um yeah i came to the school saw that there were like some christian ministries here um but i didn't really get involved like the welcome week which is like often you know now you know since getting more involved in chi off i realized that that's like a huge um you know process to like you know getting students involved and getting them interested mm. um I didn't really like go to like, you know, any of those like major welcome week events, like glow games. Like, I, I think I remember like hearing about that, but like, yeah. I didn't go to it. Um, I actually went to this, uh, there was this religious organization fair at K, uh, K Spiritual Life Center on mm -hmm. American mm -hmm. University's campus in the uh, K underground, um, uh, the, the basement area. Um, and they had like a, you know, they set up like basically just all the different uh, religious organizations on campus. And I'm like, oh, this and we battled spiritually. No, I'm just kidding. We're, we're, we're congenial. We did not battle spiritually. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it sometimes is blame and sometimes is. Um, <laughs> we're not get flesh and blood is all I'm um, saying. Ooh, wow. Got him. And we're back on track. <laughs> <laughs> um. So at that, like, kind of that fair, I saw um, um, this kind of like this little table, you know, and that's something I learned quickly is that Kai Alpha loves, we love, we love our tabling, you know. We do, that's true. Um, and uh, I was then invited to, uh, through that, I was invited to the freshman service. Uh, and then right after that, I met some other freshmen who were kind of like semi-interested. And then we went to this uh, event right after called Serial and Board Games. And that like sealed it for me, really. Like, even though after <laughs> that, will do it. Like, it sealed it in terms of like, this is my community. Like, this is a welcoming yeah. people. I felt so like, yeah, like I could just like be myself. Like, it, it, I just felt at home. Like it, that, that's probably the way I could describe it. Um, even though I, I was kind of dodgy in my involvement after that, um, I started attending um, uh, Josh and Abrams' uh, small group um we met on uh, uh, yeah. that was that was uh that was great particularly there were some other freshmen um you know in that group with me who were kind of like in that same step of like oh mm -hmm. learning what kayaf was all about and mm -hmm. um i remember going to like small group and seeing people like being so vulnerable about like their stories and it threw me off i'm like i don't want to talk about myself like i never yeah. seen other like men do this like yeah and so to like Kai Alpha was really like the first experience of me seeing like 
like oh what what took place in scripture like even like what took place in like for example like in the book of acts like i was seeing that lived out like right before me for like Mm -hmm. the first time in my life Mm -hmm. um and that was like it was attractive like in a sense and like i'm like oh something's different here like i i don't have it all together with my faith and like there's something to be learned here like there's something to be learned from you know people living radically for Jesus, like in, in DC. Um, yeah, so I kind of like was semi-involved, I started getting more um, involved in my sophomore year, started going to some of the retreats, but it was really like my junior year when I really got uh, more involved in Chi Alpha. Um, another story is, is like, I went to go play for the soccer team and then it didn't really work out for me, but it opened up like, mm-hmm. um, uh, opportunity really to pursue God more like God kind of used that um, and turned it around um, something devastating something very sad for me God turned it around um, and uh, yeah it was junior year when I really started to uh, get involved more I was connecting with um, you know some of the guys um, shout out to uh, Johnny Zach uh, Steve uh, became really good friends of mine yeah. um, really made me feel like I was really part of um, you know Chi Alpha and um you know, they, they became like very good friends of mine. I still keep in touch uh, with them uh, very much so till this day. Um, and uh, yeah, there was a junior year, we went to like a fall retreat. Um, it, I did not expect what God was gonna do that weekend. Um, and uh, it was it was, it was was an amazing me- uh, weekend, spirit really moved. Uh, I was like, I was double baptized as I like to call it. <laughs> there um, you go. Baptized in the Holy Spirit during the worship night on Saturday and then water baptized the following morning. Two and for one. Really felt like God was just Ooh. like, oh, that. <laughs> after that whole experience. And it's like, yeah, Jesus, like, I was like, Jesus, I'm going to take my faith in you seriously now. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to like, um, let distractions get in the way anymore. Um, I don't know why I'm like, I, I have been hesitating to follow you stronger, um, to follow you in more radically, to, to follow him more passionately. Um, and so that was the year that really kind of changed everything for me. Went to the San Francisco's um, City Impact um, mission trip that year, led by Jolene. That's right. um, so yeah, shout out Jolene for that. Um, and then um, the my senior year, uh, then I went to Sikkim in North Carolina, which I, I felt like that really prepared me to lead um, as a student my senior year. Um, and so, yeah, I led as a life group leader my final year at American University. Um, and then um, uh, after, like kind of halfway through that year, Blaine uh, asked me to uh, be on staff. He knew I was kind of considering full-time ministry stuff. And I was surprised, very surprised when (laughs) I remember it was the one I'm on Blaine. I remember it was in Wagshaw's. I I, I remember. Um, And I was like, uh, I got to think about this. Um, And I got to pray about it. Uh, (laughs) But um, yeah, that's kind of like what led me to staff. I felt, and then I felt really called to, um, you know, give back to a university, a ministry that's meant so much for me that God has worked Mm -hmm. through my faith life. Um, and so I consider it a huge blessing just to, you know, be involved in it now. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of the road that led me to, um, you know, giving a year here at uh, American University. But um, yeah, um, Jolene, I'd love to hear a little bit um, about your story as well. And kind of like, yeah, yeah, like 
if it, how similar and how different it, it may have mm. like looked for you on your road because I know you gave yeah. you kind of started that honestly that whole right. the giving you <laughs> thing like you made that right right girl. like that's, that's a yeah. great that's a great point she she did model that give a year and pray about a lifetime to your local campus in mm-hmm. our context yeah and I feel like it, it's very it's very but you're right though it's like it's so much easier for juniors and seniors to consider that when they have a friend who did it mm-hmm. yeah and so that's a great point Dan I, I don't think she was in Josh Abrams uh small group or life group though <laughs> no, just spoiler alert kids yeah. I was not influenced by those guys though so <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I'm excited to hear too Jolene but Dan thanks for sharing man I love how like yeah. your story was filled with like p- so many different people but then so many different like moments too it wasn't one mm-hmm. or the other it was, it was like a bunch of small moments that led to yeah. i could say very gradual yeah. yeah like but like it was a series of small moments you're right yeah, yeah that's good yeah. yeah yeah i feel like you know i feel like our stories are similar in some ways and different in others um i think i was definitely a little more a little more all over the place i guess in my decision <laughs> before i finally came on staff um i i you know grew up going to church um I grew up Christian home everything was Christian I was also homeschool I just like my whole life was Christian yeah homeschool I just... <laughs> get it homeschool represent Blake oh, yeah. Young Alexis Fopper also homeschool different homes different schools same spirit y'all wow it is true wow. every homeschool person you talk to that's mm-hmm. one, of my, one of my little asides people make a lot of assumptions about homeschool families but every homeschool family you talk to is different and had very different experiences so I'll just throw that out there but yeah, grew up very Christian, um, grew up going to church. My family, we did change churches a lot, which I think introduced a lot of sort of, um, I guess, hesitancies that I had when going to new ministries where I'm like, but are you like that church that I was at before, you know? So, um, but I went to college, went to AU. I actually went to AU a little bit, um, I guess almost intimidated, not necessarily academically, but because I was not a politics kid. I was not a social justice kid. I didn't, it like everyone I talked to would be like, so what's your cause? And I'd be like, I don't know, being black. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and so I think I, cause I went for the film program, which was great, but I kind of went in being like, I do want to learn more about these things, which I think as I, after I graduated, I realized that like, I never really cared less about those things than other people. I just didn't have the same language they did. Mm. Um, and maybe I didn't have the same knowledge they did, but I didn't care less about those issues. Some ways I might've cared more about those issues than a lot of AU kids that I um, interacted with. But I think that was kind of something I was intimidated by at first, but I think it was really helpful. And I learned kind of more how to engage politically um, and in social causes throughout those four years. But came to AU, knew that I wanted to get involved in a Christian thing because I was Christian, that's what you do. Um, and I wanted to find other Christians. So I got involved with Chi Alpha, I think like literally my first night on campus. Um, they did like a dinner out thing where they would um, take students mm. out to like yeah. restaurants in like Tenley Town, like in the area, and you could like meet people and talk to people. That's where I met my who ended up being my life group leader and stuff. Which restaurant um, did you go to? And now I'm curious. Which, I went to Satay Club, which was a very long walk that freshman Jolene didn't realize was so far away. But I got to know Emily Packer now, Emily Kusnoki very well. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so yeah, I got involved my first night on campus because I knew I'd be part of a Christian group. I then showed up to like everything after that, showed up to everything, and I showed up to everything early. Um, I was on the worship team by like October, um, just like super involved, really loved it. But I think I was really like, I just loved that community. Um, I didn't feel like I didn't have that technique of a community before because um, I was like involved, used group at my church, but it wasn't really fully my community, to be honest. I had a hard time like really plugging in. So um first of all I was kind of like in that Christian community 
first time that I was really in a space that let me kind of make my faith more personal and really like ask questions and that sort of thing. So I got really involved, became a life group leader my sophomore year. I led all three years that I was um, at AU, loved Chi Alpha, super involved, spent so many times not just being a leader, but also doing other volunteer roles and stuff, like really super involved. Um, I had no desire to be in ministry, if you would ask me when I came in as a freshman back in high school, that was not something that seemed appealing to me. Um, because in my experience, ministry, my parents did ministry also, um, kind of on the side with their other jobs and ministry was just like old people in suits at church. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So I was not really interested in that. Um, I think it wasn't until my junior year that I even like considered it because I think I started to see that Chi Alpha was a very different kind of ministry that was more fit to maybe my personality and what I was able to do, um, and so it was actually at the World Mission Summit, little plug, World yeah. Mission Summit. I went to my junior year and um, basically World Mission Summit, if you don't know what it is, it's like a huge um, thing that National Kayafa throws once every four years, Kayafas from all the country come. And it's just a whole conference. You're there for like like four, four or five days, even it's kind of long. Um, and you just learn about missions. And so there's missionaries there, there's the Kayafas there, there's you know, seminars, there's booths, there's experiences, you get to like eat with missionaries. It's just like all about missions for like days. Um, and so I went being like, I like missions. I don't know if I'll do it, but I like missions. And so I went um, and I actually there started just like, that's what I realized that like missions is very attainable. It's not like a crazy yeah. thing to decide to do it. I think mm. that was the biggest thing I thought. It was like, oh, you have to have some special call and then you, you have, have to- from God from the burning- Right, and the clouds have to open up <laughs> and, you know, it's this crazy wild decision to decide yeah. to do missions. And I think that kind of just made me realize I was like, if you want to do it and you're able to do it, like that's all you really need to do it. Um, and I actually was like, oh, I think I want to do Chi Alpha. And I was like, I think, that, you know, that's missions. That's something that like, you know, I feel like I'm fit for my personality, my strength, my gifts. And I was like, I think I'm going to do Chi Alpha. And so I actually basically made the decision there that I was going to do Chi Alpha when I graduated. Um, but basically what happened is I kind of like wavered back and forth after I made that sort of pre-decision, so to speak. I went abroad, mm. like literally right after, like days after World Mission Summit. I was like in Europe for a semester. Mm. I came back um, my senior year and I didn't lead again, but I think I was kind of starting to like question whether I still wanted to do that, whether that was just an emotional high decision. It was kind of like, mm, maybe I should do this other stuff. Um, and so I was kind of like, nah, maybe I won't really do the Kyle thing. Maybe that was kind of dumb of a decision of me. Um, but I think I just, one of those things where I just spent a lot of time praying about it. And, um, it was still something that like, even when I tried to forget about it, I kind of felt it coming back up. Um, like I was like, I don't want you to forget about this thing that you were talking about. Um, and I, you know, at one point you made the decision where I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not, I'm apply for these other jobs and I'm not going to do it. And I literally remember the mm. day that I decided that I wasn't going to do it, that like all of my peace was gone. If that makes sense. I'm not like one of those persons who's like, it was wrong in my spirit, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the, honestly, one of the one times that I can really like say that it's honestly, truly like how, what it felt like. And so I just realized that it was something that I did want to do. Um, and so yeah, I remember talking to staff about it. This was around the time when we were having some staff transitions. And so some staff were moving to other campuses. And so there was like really a need also for staff at like, you know, in DC specifically. Um, and so that's when I was like, okay, yeah, I think actually I do want to do this. Um, at the time I thought I'd have to do it somewhere else, not even in DC. And then I found out I could do it in DC, which is really, really cool. Um, but yeah, so I remember talking to staff, I remember talking to Natalie, kind of explaining where I was thinking about how I wanted to do ministry. 
Um, and she was like, yeah, you could totally do it here. And I just spent a lot, you know, some more time praying about it. And it just like, I think the, the takeaway for me was that it ended up being way easier of a decision than I had made it. <laughs> um, I was really, like I said, waiting for the heavens to open and all these different things that I just had to realize like the opportunity is there. You want to do it. You can do it. You can do it. Especially at the time, it's just a give year. It's one year. You know what I mean? It's like one year when you graduate. And so um, I decided to do it for a year. And then after that one year, um, I once again went through this whole like, oh my gosh, I gotta make a decision about what happens after this year. But again, I was like, this time I'm not gonna complicate it. <laughs> um, and I decided I want to keep doing it because I enjoyed it and I liked it. And I realized that like, even though I had lots of other things that I could have done and other paths that I could have gone that like, I can trust Jesus enough with my future to like, mm. I don't know, set it up the way that he knows is best for me. And so, um, yeah, that's so why I decided to stay on staff with CAFA and that's why I'm here. Honestly, never would have thought if you asked me in high school that I would be working in ministry after graduation, but yeah. here we are. So, <laughs> so yeah. glad you said yes. And I love how your story is like, you know, you said yes once and it led to more and more yeses mm-hmm. to where you're true. at. Like it wasn't just one time that was like for the next X amount of years, it was just like a yes at every juncture that came up somewhat naturally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was definitely a, a journey. But I think that it's kind of like a gracious thing from God that he like took it step by step. So if like sometimes if he tells you like right away, like this is how it's gonna go, it can be overwhelming. Mm. So instead it's like, first of all, you have a hand in this. So like you get to make the decisions at every turn. Um, also let's like take this one step at a time. It's like, God, tell me the, tell me my future. Like, but are you gonna like what he's gonna say though? Right, like, and then he's like, I don't know, you tell me. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah so that's my story i feel like i'd love to hear blaine's story i feel like a lot of students probably don't even know blaine's story because unlike everyone else on staff it didn't start in dc mm. um so i feel like a lot of people probably don't even fully know like how blaine got involved in kaiafa and ministry how he ended up in dc from like alabama you know so yeah. and the dark yeah. blaine if you want to share your story that's i guess longer yeah. than ours probably Oh, I'll try to keep it brief. I don't want to bore anybody with old tales, you know, around the campfire. Um, but I, I was history. thinking like, I, yeah, I do feel like a little bit of the unicorn in the sense that like, uh, out of everybody that's currently on staff, you know, I didn't have an undergrad experience in a school in Washington, D.C. Uh, I went to the University of Alabama. Uh, I met Chi Alpha my first few days after moving to Tuscaloosa. Ended up meeting my now wife Hannah. Got to give her a shout out, of course. She's like, of course, got a shout out, Hannah. Part of me, yeah. 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 And met met her during the first week as a freshman. Uh, we were friends long before we started dating. Um, but yeah, I think for me, like Chi Alpha, really modeled for me, like Daniel was saying earlier, like the Axe community. And I think I discovered both how simple and relational ministry could be for everyone in a Christian community. I had been privileged of having been mentored for like at that point, eight years by my lead pastor, Dr. Chris Foster uh, in the local church setting. And I think Kai Alpha showed me like, man, everybody could be a part of someone else's faith story in that way. Regardless of whether someone was called to ministry, regardless of how, how many people were on staff, regardless of kind of future plans like everybody could be mobilized to invest in somebody Mm. who was just maybe one or two steps ahead could invest in somebody that was one or two steps kind of behind and so it felt like in Chi Alpha particularly because we are a smaller community at a larger campus with over 27 Protestant ministries that like people were a part of Chi Alpha to 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 be participatory 
there was nobody that was there that was really on the bench. Now there was pre-Christians and there were people that were exploring faith, but I just love the fact that like, I mean, everyone was there, chose to be there and everybody there was taking an active role mm. of participation. It wasn't a spectator and people were involved in different ways. I don't want anyone to think like everyone was fasting and doing like live dead every day, tithing <laughs> their time, but everybody was being stretched to take one step closer to Jesus and also one step closer to bringing somebody else into the faith story who is not yet a believer. And so, um, yeah, Craig and April Woodham were my campus pastors. David Ray was a, a campus staff at the time. They had a huge impact on my life, pursued me, spent extravagant time with me. I mean, there's a quote that I think of that says, like, um, I think Brian Hargett shared it on Facebook, like, to get to know a person, you have to kind of eat a pound of salt with them. And it doesn't really mean like sit and eat a block of salt. It means okay. like it takes like that much, yeah. that much time of meals to yeah. measure the salt out. They're like to really get to know someone. And Craig mm. did that for me, meeting with me almost every week and investing in me. Um, and yeah, I had felt called to vocational ministry at a young age. I, Hannah and I graduated in three years from the University of Alabama after having led some life groups. And then we went to work in my home church for Dr. Chris Foster for a few years. And then felt kind of like we needed the Lord's direction on what was next and didn't know whether that was going to be long-term local church ministry, didn't know what it was going to look like, what city, what place to stay or to go. But he just ended up kind of directing our heart and our attention to the need for more Chi Alphas in Washington, D.C. and the Northeast. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we saw a list of prayer and target campuses. And one of those campuses really kind of grabbed our heart and that led us to conversations with Stepha Chappelle and Mike Godswa. And then eventually we just felt like, um, man, could, would the Lord let us do Chi Alpha? Like, like you know, like, is this thing good enough to let mm-hmm. us do what we want? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, doesn't, doesn't the Lord want to send us to do something we don't want? And then I was like, yeah. well, that's not really a great, gracious view of God. Although he challenges us and stretches us right, right. when we're aligned with him, he does want to make our desires mm-hmm. into reality when they glorify him and mature us. And so, yeah, we moved um, from rural Georgia, rural juror, rural juror. Rural anyway. juror. <laughs> we, moved from, we moved from uh, from Southeast Georgia to Washington, D.C. I did the Chi Alpha internship with D.C. Chi Alpha under Mike and Jen Godso at American. And that was in August of 2011. Wow. And Ancient days. Yeah, wow. Okay, guys, find decade. out on those Almost reactions. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, it is I'm still in high school. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh my gosh. yeah Dan, Dan was in fourth grade. Um, <laughs> he skipped seven <laughs> to nine. Seven, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, man, had the privilege of being a part and seeing a special story that God was writing in the lives of students at an unlikely time at an unlikely place. Um, and seeing someone like Mike, who had been at that time, serving at AU for over a decade. By the time he transitioned to, to Repioneer Richmond, he'd served 16, 17 years um, oh. at American University. And yeah, just fell in love with the campus, fell in love with the culture that Mike and others had cultivated of discipleship and intentional relationship, of sacrifice and of care for one another. And yeah, I just wanted to be a part of that story. And um, I don't know if I necessarily saw myself in the chair that I'm in now, um mm. i'm thankful for the opportunity to lead i feel both like i'm wired for it but i also feel like man this is way too big for me to do on my own so i'm grateful mm. for a team and for the holy spirit but i just honestly those first years wanted to be a part of what god was doing mm. in Kyle alpha at american and then the more i got to know georgetown um in dc at large and so yeah then we um 
we stuck around, you know, <laughs> and we kept making commitments to stay and to sow seed and to, to till the soil. And yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I don't think very often about the fact that you came from like rural Georgia and Alabama. Cause like, since I've known you, you've just been like the DC guy, like, yep. you know, just like chilling mm-hmm. in DC coffee shops, like very Especially DC, blends right in. Guy. But like, was that anything at all? Right. But like, was that difficult when you came for your internship, like a different environment, different culture, I'm sure different kind of students. Like what was that like? And how long did it take for you to become like the DC guy? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I'd be really interested to hear like Mike and Natalie's response, but um, <laughs> I'll try to be as honest as I can. I think that, I think one thing that I found challenging about the city um, and it's probably not just unique to DC, but I do feel like it, especially is accentuated in DC and that American and Georgetown, is I do feel like sometimes the city celebrates the worst parts of me or the most sinful parts of me. And I say that often because it's like fast pace, mm. image driven, not necessarily about like fashion, but like image driven right. in terms of like accomplishment and achievement. Right. Um, the busy badge. Um, there, I feel like there's comparison sometimes not even implied, just like direct comparison. Like <laughs> how many languages do you speak? How I speak yeah. more, more than you do. So oh, yeah. um, the big joke I would say is like at AU is like the only place that I know in the world where it's like, do you speak four languages? Sorry, you got beat out by the internship guy that speaks six. Joke's right. on you, yeah. you know? Um, so I think that's always, that still remains something that's challenging. How do I contextualize the gospel, but live countercultural? How do I, mm. how do I, lead into it without becoming part the worst parts of it but there are also godly parts of it like a call to be engaged in the life of others to think beyond america into the global perspective so i mean i don't want to just say like au was a dumpster fire when i arrived it's like (laughs) no i learned a lot at au that taught me and informed me and sharpened me and made me think clear about the gospel but also about maybe things that are connected to christianity that don't have to be like emotional baggage that it's easy to carry into it i do think though I remember calling a friend of mine my first year on staff. So right after my internship and saying, man, I think I found my peeps. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm not that I was smart enough to go to AU or Georgetown, not that I would have gotten in. Like, I'm not trying to claim like, Haha, I got the swag, you know, like I'm wearing the hat right now. Like I'm in, mm-hmm. but just like I, I found people that, that I feel like I really connected with readers, leaders, I can't think of anything yeah. else that rhymes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, once I lo- loved coffee and restaurants, it's like, God, oh, DC is a great place, yeah. you know. I'm like, ooh, talk radio? Yes, please. NPR? Oh, WAMU at American University. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, honestly, some of that challenge comes from, like, I think at Alabama, I always joke that I was, like, the only person in skinny jeans, you know, men mm-hmm. and women included. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I feel like I was one of the only guys with, like, ears pierced besides, like, my roommate. Um, right. And the longer I let in Kyle, the more I, like, took it out because I was like, nah, I don't think this is going to reach people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think I felt a little bit more fish out of water in Alabama right. than that American, although there are times for sure I feel out of my depth. And, and, and like, I didn't study abroad. Um my family does live overseas, but they moved overseas when I was in college. So I don't have that experience. My brothers and sisters, do, my brother and sister do. Um, so I don't want to say like it was an easy transition. Um, I mean, certainly cost of living is crazy. Public transportation. I get yeah. so confused on the buses and the metro. 
but I do feel like, man, my heart is here. And I just found a deep enjoyment with, with the students. Um, yeah, and so that was like unique and unexpected for sure because I came from Alabama thinking, how would Chi Alpha Discipleship work here? I know it could, but how? Mm-hmm. Because Alabama was like college town, rural, sports driven, less um, social justice driven, yeah. less academically rigorous. And then DC is like the opposite, right? Like elite school, yeah. private city, not sports driven. Right. Um, and, you know, you're there for three years, Alabama there for four or five. So it's like, it was, it is very different, but, but I do love the conversations I get to have with students. And I feel like I, I have a huge respect for my friends who do ministry in the Bible Belt context, because for me, that's incredibly challenging. Yeah. Because part of that role is helping people understand they may not be a Christian, even though they say they are, yeah. and then helping persuade them that they should be. Whereas I feel like at AU in Georgetown, it's kind of, people are very honest about their distaste at times for God, for Jesus, for religion, for the man, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, I can work with that in my personality a little bit better. I feel like the graces are a little bit there. So like, yeah. So I just have huge respect for people that are ministering in the Bible Belt context that yeah. I'm so glad that my calling is elsewhere right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. They're hard in their own ways. And I'm not saying like, oh, it's just jollier, man. We're just churning out converts. But, right. but I, I do, yeah. I do love the smell of the soil here, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Jaren Alexis asked her this question and I thought it was really interesting. So I thought I'd ask you guys too, um, of like, what, first of all, what did you study in school? Mm-hmm. Why did you study it? And do you feel yeah. like you use it at all in ministry? So maybe you do, maybe yeah. you don't. Like, how do you feel like that, that knowledge then ties into what you're doing now, if at all? Can I go first? Yeah. I majored in religious studies, minored in computer science, technology and applications. I feel like I use these things on a daily basis, yeah. mm-hmm. although I'm not sure if I expected to. I mean, Dr. Ted Trost, Dr. Russell McCutcheon taught me how to think critically about movements of people, about religion and history, and about sacred texts. And I think they gave me an appreciation for understanding someone's story and the systems or cultures around an individual's story. Mm. And that's for me is irreplaceable that like everything is in context, not just what's the Bible in context, but every story is in context. I'm so, so grateful for them. Um, surprisingly, it's not a popular department at the University of Alabama because it's not like a Christian education department. Yeah. I don't even think right. I took a single course in Older New Testament. Um, it's more of like religious, it's religion in culture and, and how do people respond and interpret and live out religious ideals and how does that shape history? Um, and so huge, huge thankful for that. I feel like I use that in discourse with Christians and non-Christians often. I try mm-hmm. to, I don't often do it well, but I try to. And then I feel like computer science, technology and applications, it was like building websites, using spreadsheets well. You're always talking about <laughs> using computers. Oh, yes. And I oh, yeah. feel like I, I, I use that stuff. Um, I originally was a business school student because I had heard mm. that like 72% of churches that close in America, one church closes every five days, but 72% of those is because of financial failure. Uh, but I, microeconomics, mm. dude, no way. I could not, <laughs> I could not hack it. So like I had to move out of my business dorm move out of my living learning community and I had to find another path. So yeah, wow. I didn't, I didn't finish where I started, but I am putting it to use and, and I'm thankful for that. Um, and I liked being in a room full of people talking about religion and faith 
that weren't Christian. Mm-hmm. Like that was probably one of my first times having conversations about faith with people of a different faith or of no faith in the religious studies department. And so I think that was preparatory for where I'm at, even though I didn't fully see it, even if I don't live yeah. up to that fully right now. Yeah. I will say that Blaine is equal parts executive director and tech support for Kyle. <laughs> like literally times when like a used tech support can't fix my problem. I'm like, all right, Blaine, you can just do it. And he does it way faster. Yeah. Thank you for that shout out. Thank you for that <laughs> shout out. Jesus, be glorified. <laughs> cool. What about you, Dan? What did you study? Why did you choose it? And then do you use it at all now? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I got a uh, dual major in secondary education and literature mm. uh very un- unconventional uh, major at american university for sure yeah i know uh, and that was kind of like after a lot of like flip-flopping from uh thinking of political science undecided uh mm-hmm. pr i was i was kind of in the school communications for a little bit um but um yeah what kind of like i, I kind of like decided on this you know this track i guess for myself the spring of my sophomore year um what led me to it was kind of like I loved the idea of um you know being relational like with people at my workplace like wherever and however that would look and I feel like that gave me the opportunity to do that education super important um you know um I I think I had like a or just like a deep love for like the teachers I had like growing up and um like I wanted to like step into that like and and kind of like give back and, and be on the other side mm. of that like kind of thing um make an impact i think you can make a huge impact um in education um whether as like um you know a follower of jesus or just like even in like terms of people's uh you know learning this is like you know you're training quite literally the future generation um mm-hmm. that will work that will walk mm. into the marketplace that will run the world in many ways um and so um, and then I, and then I also, uh, as part of like my degree, um, I had to kind of like decide on like, oh, what's like a subject that I would, you know, kind of be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of between like literature and history, um, literature. I kind of, um, I eventually chose that, um, because I've always liked reading. Um, I feel like what kind of sealed it for me was, um, you know, talking with some of my former English teachers, like, I think. Um, those were always like, they were always my like favorite teachers. Um, I felt like that was also the area, um, and space that you could like make the greatest impact, like in terms, even like compared to other subjects. Cause it's like, you have just like more flexibility as like an English teacher to kind of do whatever. Um, and so, um, I, and then I actually chose the creative writing track in, uh, literature, kind of like just to diversify uh, my learning a little bit. Yeah. Uh, writing was also something that I was interested in. Um, and uh, yeah, like writing, you know, fictional stuff and, you know, whatever. And I, and I think that just gave me like a broad range of skills if I had, you know, instead chosen like literally analysis, which was more of like the reading kind of focus component. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I definitely use um, this dual major to help me um, in ministry for sure. I think education really gave me like a pastoral heart in in, in certain mm-hmm. ways. Like it gave yeah. me like Ooh. a holistic view on like just like a great point. large groups of people. Yeah. Um, and like doing and catering and caring for their needs, like each particular person's needs, um, not being the same for each person. Um, and so um also like organizationally, I think it helped me a lot. Like mm-hmm. um really um 
a huge thing in education is like lesson planning um, and being like super attentive to detail. Um, I think that really um, has been useful and helpful for me. Um, yeah, dude, this guy is a co-leader. Man, he'll, he'll, he <laughs> takes that that weekly planning seriously, works on it in advance, somehow takes joy in all of it, man. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. I'm blessed <laughs> by being adjacent. <laughs> Thanks, Blaine. Um, I, I, I think, yeah, there is like part of me that actually kind of likes planning, like, yeah. um, in general, um, whether it's like planning life group, planning an event, like, I like the idea of like just feeling prepared for something and mm -hmm. I feel, and then I feel like really confident in turn, like when I'm leading or facilitating or, or yeah. serving in any capacity sense. that I am. Um, and then also just like uh, with literature, I think it gave me um, just critical, um, critical thinking, um, analysis skills um, that has been super useful um, in terms of even just thinking like personally about like theology um, about like following Jesus things in scripture um, that maybe I didn't or it was more difficult for me to wrestle with uh, before. Um, and I think conversationally too, I think um, in the literature major, uh, a huge part it's an ed ed education to be fair, like um, the classes for, for the most part are like smaller and they're very like discussion heavy and discussion based. Mm -hmm. And I think it gave me skills um, to feel more confident in like smaller group like discussions yeah. um, to really help me articulate like better. Um, I think that mm. was hugely important for me, especially as like, um, even though I'm, I may not come across it like it all the time, I'm definitely an introvert. Um, and um, I think that kind of helped me just like get out of my shell a little mm. bit um, and gave me conversational skills that have served me well, like in like being a participant in life group. Um, and then also like leading and facilitating life group as well. Um, so yeah, I definitely feel like, um, and, and then just like the love of reading like as well. Um, mm -hmm. getting, I've been getting a whole lot more into like uh, reading Christian books, um, you know, theology and even the way like I will read scripture. Um, I, and it's, it's developed my interest for like hermeneutics and like, you know, I took a mm, class on yeah. that, like, but like, um, reading scripture in context, like it's really kind of developed my interest in those things and given me the skills to be able to like do it better than I, maybe I could have otherwise. So really thankful for how like God has definitely been using um, my secondary education and like literature kind of dual major to, to be able to like serve students and help me in, even in my own like personal like pursuit of Jesus like as well. Um, but yeah, um, same, same question, uh, flip to you now, uh, Jolene, what yeah. you major and how do you feel like God has been like, or what ways do you feel like, like God has been using that for you yeah. in your ministry? Um, so my major, I majored in film, film and media arts, and then I minored in audio technology. Um, Ooh. I chose that because yeah, I know. I think I use it. Um, <laughs> I've been interested in film since I was about nine years old. I just, uh, picked up my sister's like digital camera one day and I just liked making little movies that weren't good but um that's why I learned that I just liked the idea of like shooting and editing or whatever and so I just kind of liked it on my own for a long time and then of course decided to study it um because I just really like storytelling and I just enjoy the process of making movies making films of video production so um that's honestly the short answer of why I chose it is I just enjoy it and then audio technology I also got really interested in music and music production and wanted to learn more about the kind of technical side of that 
um, that I didn't necessarily know before. So yeah, I was just like, those are my interests, music and film. And so I was like, let me just study them so I won't hate class. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so that's what I studied. Do I use it today? I mean, the short answer is yes. <laughs> the short answer is yes, especially now, right? In these pandemic times, um, given that our ministry is all online, we do weekly worship online. We have a whole studio that I set up every week. I'm shooting, editing, recording, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know um, what we do, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, short as I use it, even before pandemic times though, I still used it. You know, we would often do video content for things like, you know, opener videos or stuff for social media or whatever. So I definitely used it even outside of that. Um, so I think in a practical sense, yeah, I totally, you know, I run sound like live worship services, you know, I can be able to record and edit sound for these ones now. But I do think even beyond a, like a practical side of like having the technical knowledge, I do think I also use it because film is essentially the art of like storytelling um, mm -hmm. and the art of trying to engage people. And so I feel like I've learned how to keep people engaged. Um, whether that's visually through the kind of things that we put on social media, through the things that we, the posters we put up or, you know, the content we have when we're at tabling or how I get people to come to the table. Um, and then just engagement in general, even like, you know, in the ways that I write my sermons, right? Because filmmaking is also writing. And so I think I've also used some parts of that in how I um, write my sermons, the kind of yeah. content I include. So I feel like it's taught me yeah. a lot about how do you engage somebody? How do you tell a story that they want to hear? Um, whether that's through a conversation or through a sermon or through a video. Um, so I feel like that's important. And then also the side of just like letting your mind be creative. Um, both of my, my major and my minor are very creative fields. And so I feel like it's trained my brain, which I already had a creative brain, which is why I chose those things. But I think it's helped me like grow my creative brain and be able to apply creative things to basically everything I'm doing. It's like, how can we be more creative with this event? How can I be more creative in how I get students to pick up on this idea? How can I get creative in how I, you know, engage student on this mission trip? Like it's just constantly has made my mind think more innovatively and think creatively, um, which I feel like is really helpful in ministry, which I think has also even been helpful like this year when, you know, the bugs kind of pulled under you and all of a sudden you're virtual. It's like, it's helped me kind of think more creatively, think differently, um, think in a way that engages people. So yeah, I feel like it's def definitely like the practical side I definitely use. And I like that I get to like do something that I enjoy. I mean, not that I don't enjoy this job already, <laughs> but like I do get to now also do like the, you know, the film, the editing, the shooting stuff that I enjoy for my job on a regular basis, I guess. Um, but I also feel like I use a lot of it whenever I'm just kind of being creative or trying to engage with students because that's kind of what what media and art is it's like how can I make this something that people want to that yeah. people care about that people want to listen mm. to or watch or you know it's even like you're making a film it's like okay how do you make people not close it and stop it <laughs> like how do you keep people like in it and so yeah. I feel like I know those things about how to engage an audience and so that's I try to kind of apply those to engaging students into ministry all right so was there anything that what surprised you in a positive way or took you by surprise in a somewhat negative way going from I want to study film to now I have a film degree? Interesting. Um, was there a difference? I think it was, I think it was definitely cool. Like I said, I've been interested in film since I was a child. Um, I don't think I decided to like study it until maybe more like middle school, but I mean, since I was nine, I was like, this is awesome. So Toy Story, man, it really hit hard. <laughs> wow. Um, I was actually a little bit older. That was, I'm young. That was after Toy Story was out. Sorry. 
but <laughs> wow my, my i was like three when toy story came out so oh my god if not well that's not i don't even know which toy story maybe even younger or, than that Toy Story 2 sorry yeah i carly really Ew. hard no you went too far i'm in between okay <laughs> okay okay hold on I'll, I'll get it hold on hold on hold on i'll get it um bible man really hit hard Oh, I never even watched Bible Man. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Right, hold on. Oh, Three misses. And Ferb really hit hard. Yeah. That was like high school. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go back. One hundred and two Dalmatians really. Okay. Hit hard. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. That's like yeah. That's good enough. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was just cool for me. I think when I graduated, it was just like wow, I really did the thing that I said I was going to do for years. So it was actually very fulfilling. I think to get that degree. Um, I think I did learn through my my film degree that I actually did a very good job at teaching myself a lot of things that my professors were telling me for the second time. So that was kind of like interesting, but also cool to be like, oh, wow, I really like, I go teach myself and, and learn these things. So um, yeah, I don't know that there was anything like crazy or surprising shifting from that. Um, I think it was, I guess, maybe kind of surprising where I was like, oh, okay, I have a degree. I was like, I just, okay, I know more things now. I don't know. It was just kind of like, I did the thing. I know more things. Here we are. Um, but I think also it's just a reminder that like, just because you get a degree in something doesn't mean all the opportunities for that degree are just going to fall in your lap. Like you still got to actively then pursue yeah. the thing mm. that you then studied. Um, so it's kind of like, I think that's true for any degree. It's like, just because you now got that degree in whatever it is, or even politics, doesn't mean that you're going to be president now. Like, it doesn't mean that you're going to land the job. I like, from state you wanting to be president. Literally, I, I was like, all y'all can't be president. How's that going to work? I just didn't <laughs> think about that part, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I feel like after you get a degree in something, it still takes a certain amount of work and effort to then get to where you want to be career-wise with that degree. And if you don't use the degree, I think that's fine. If you're like, mm, that was great, I'm happy I got it, but now I actually want to pivot, I think that's valid too, you know? That's a different idea mm. right there. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the degree just teaches you, one, how, how to study and learn, and then two, yeah. what you don't want to pursue long-term. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're like, this was cool. I gained the knowledge in this thing. I don't think I want to do it long-term, but I'm glad I learned about it for four years, which I think is valid. So if any of you guys out there in your undergrad majored in Satanism and witchcraft, you can turn around. <laughs> you don't have to use that, that one, degree. Yeah. In fact, it's yeah. not too in late. Fact, if you do, if, if you do become a life completer, we'll ask you not to use that degree at all. Cast <laughs> that aside. Um, but right. just for those listening, I want to make sure we're including everyone possible in this undergrad discussion. Right. Yeah. I think that's that one's under Kogod, right? It's Kogod's little business. <laughs> wow. There goes half of my biggest door. What do you there goes half of my biggest <laughs> Sorry, Kogod people. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I only make fun of Kogod. That's just... God. <laughs> I make fun yeah. of Clegg. You make fun of Kogod. Yeah, that's fair. That's fine. Like, what is Clegg? That's like a Clegg can't decide what Clegg is, but communications yeah, yeah. in law, econ and patience grace yeah. i don't know <laughs> it's like man i'm really really smart i just have trouble making decisions yeah y yes it's like let's just make a major that has Do a little everything. bit of everything so i'm gonna change my degree you know general studies at the university of alabama <laughs> <laughs> wow well before we lose any alumni supporters yeah, <laughs> um yeah. maybe we should uh, close it here but this was great I feel like I got to know you guys better. Um, I'm sure a lot of our students and our other listeners also got to know us all better. Um, yeah, let us know what you thought about us. If there's anything we said that's interesting or piqued your interest or you're like, oh, I didn't know that, feel free to ask us more about it. Um, text us, comment, whatever it is that you gotta do. Um, 
yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at DC Chi Alpha. Let us know what you thought. Um, and stay tuned for the next episode where you get to hear from uh, Natalie and Toby. So that'll be cool. So thanks for listening to this episode of Better Wherever. <laughs>